Welcome to a special edition of ACA's TaxCast. I'm Michelle, and today I'm speaking with Glenn Frost, ACA Assistant Legal Counsel and Principal of Frost and Associates Law Firm, and Mary Louise Serrato, ACA's Executive Director. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having us. I'd like to discuss with you the recent changes in the child tax credit that were made with the passage of the American Rescue Plan signed in March of this year. Could you tell us what has changed from the original to the new child tax credit? Sure. The new child tax credit differs from the previous version in a few different ways. The new version is a larger credit. The previous credit was for $2,000 per child, while the new one is $3,000 per child between 6 and 17 years old and $3,600 per child under 6 years old. The new version can be benefited from even if you don't owe any taxes. The old credit was only refundable up to $1,400 per child, while the new one will be paid out regardless of your tax situation and is fully refundable. With respect to eligibility, you or your spouse now need to live in the U.S. for at least half the year. While all Americans living abroad used to be eligible for the child tax credit, the new credit is only available if you or your spouse live in the U.S. for at least half the year. The credit now also includes 17-year-olds. The previous credit did not. More low-income families are eligible. The previous credit was only available to those earning at least $2,500 per year, while the new credit has no minimum income requirement. The new credit is not available to high earners. The new credit is only available in full to those making less than $150,000 as a couple or $112,500 as head of household. Those with higher incomes, up to $400,000 as a couple or $200,000 as a head of household, will instead receive the full amount of the old credit, which is $2,000 per child. Half of the credit will now be directly paid to you throughout the year, once a month starting July 15th and going through December. The IRS will automatically send a portion of half the credit amount you qualify directly to you. The rest of the credit will be sent to you, just like the old credit used to be, as a single lump sum after the IRS processes your 2021 tax return. There are two parts to the child tax credit, the advance payments and the tax credit. Could you explain how claiming these benefits work for Americans living and working overseas? For all Americans, the IRS will use your 2020 tax return to determine if you qualify and automatically enroll you. If you do not file a tax return either of the last two years, then you can still sign up for child tax credit payments using the IRS's online non-filer sign-up tool. Importantly, though, to qualify for the credit, you or your spouse need to regularly live within the U.S. for at least half the year. You don't need to live in the same spot or for consecutive days within the U.S. so long as the total days that either of you live in the U.S. exceeds half the year. For otherwise qualifying expats who cannot meet the new U.S. residency requirement, you will still be eligible to receive the old $2,000 child tax credit as always. Note that for both the old and new child tax credit, Americans living abroad cannot qualify if they claim the foreign earned income exclusion to offset their taxes. The foreign earned income exclusion is used by most expats to offset up to a little over $100,000 of foreign earned income from taxation. 
Luckily, though, you can still claim the child tax credit if you avoid foreign earned income exclusion and instead offset your taxes using the foreign tax credit. The foreign tax credit allows expats a dollar for dollar tax credit for all taxes paid to their foreign host country. Can non-filers also claim the child tax credit, those individuals who fall below the filing threshold? Uh, yes, they can. There's an online tool. They go to the online non-filer tool and they can sign up there. Why can't Americans living overseas avail themselves to the advance payments? Essentially, what was Congress's logic for disallowing this for Americans overseas? The answer is really unclear. Congress may have thought that the foreign earned income exclusion and foreign tax credits available to Americans abroad are sufficient. Mary Louise, you have any other comments on that? Thanks, Glenn. The ACA is trying to understand, as Michelle asked, what Congress's logic was for this policy vis-a-vis Americans living overseas. So we as well don't have a clear answer on this. We're in contact with committee staffers, with congressional offices, and we're trying to get an answer to why this was treated this way in the legislation. We've heard in some cases it wasn't intended to be this way. We are investigating that, and we hope in the coming weeks to have a response to that or make a statement to the Congress about the unfairness of this for Americans overseas. There's some chatter that Congress wants to make the new child tax credit permanent. What do you think is the likelihood of this? At least an extension of the child tax credit is very likely. Democrats and President Biden are united in their desire to extend the new child tax credit and eventually make it permanent. Because the Democrats hold a majority in both chambers of Congress, the child tax credit will likely be expanded as part of the annual federal budget bill later this summer. Guessing that adoption of residence-based taxation would eliminate issues like the child tax credit, advance payments, and limitations for Americans overseas, some individuals actually benefit from the current citizen-based taxation with things like the child tax credit. Do you see that as an issue for adoption of RBT? This is certainly another example of an inequity that Americans overseas face in our tax system. And I think that the more inequities that exist, the more likely and reasonable it will be for Congress to pass a residency-based taxation system. Mary Louise, do you have any comments as well? Thanks, Glenn. Certainly, ACA has been keeping track of problems like this with issues of the child tax credit and Americans overseas not being able to avail themselves fully to the credit, issues that also Americans overseas faced with the COVID stimulus measures. As you know, American businesses overseas did not have access to any of the relief. So these all are really good points, support points that show that the way forward really in fairness and in just having good tax policy is adoption of residence-based taxation. We think all these things, although right now are not positive for the community, are very positive for us in supporting adoption of RBT. Before we close, are there any other hot topics in the realm of international tax that you'd like to discuss? Yes, there's currently a lot of discussion about the adoption of a global minimum tax. Many countries have signed on. Some countries are reluctant. 
I think it's a great topic that can be discussed when we know more in a future tax cast. Thank you, Glenn and Mary Louise, for joining us today and giving us more insight into the newly enhanced child tax credit. The American Citizens Abroad Tax Cast is edited and produced by me, Michelle, and is a product of American Citizens Abroad. You can get in touch with us at podcast.americansabroad.org. Remember to give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts so other Americans living abroad can find us. 